I don't remember either. <laughs> Nobody does. Also, I think it was a scrimmage against their their second team. Or I actually. got uh, Dallas over the Chargers, which no one has picked. Dallas covered? Were they favored? No, they were underdogs. Okay. Against no, the they, Chargers? They were favored. They were favored. Favored, and they would. They, okay. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't. Welcome. <clears throat> Sorry. Perfect timing. My bad. I didn't know we'd started. Well, I mean, we hadn't. I mean. Welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. With me, as always, is Dan. Hello. Adam. Hello. And Aaron. I'm here so I don't get fined. We have potentially. The greatest show we're ever going to do tonight because somebody is going to have a perfect card this week. That seems unlikely. Is it one of us? It is one of us. Wow. Yep. Amazing. It's coming, folks. Uh, Before we get into our picks, let's talk about the Thursday night Jacksonville at New Orleans game. Uh, New Orleans made this a close game, but I never felt Jacksonville was in real danger of losing this game. As the Saints tied the game at 24, the trip. Trevor Lawrence quickly led the Jaguars to the go-ahead score that would not be relinquished, despite Derek Carr and his gimpy groin trying to make this game interesting. I really didn't care for Carr's leadership in this game, constantly screaming at his players when they missed or gave up on routes. There's being fiery, then there's being a child throwing a tantrum. Get off the field and go talk to that player and coach them up. New Orleans is proving to be the team I thought they were, drafting top 10 in the NFL draft next year. Paul, I'm curious why you know so much about Carr's gimpy groin. Well, he kept grabbing at it. Hmm. Interesting. Grabbing at his gimpy groin? <laughs> mm-hmm. Grabbing at his gimpy groin. That is correct. Golly. Golly. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much what Paul said. I didn't watch this game, so I really have no, no, no insight to give whatsoever. In the back of my mind when I saw this game on the schedule, I was like, yeah, the Jaguars, they should they should win this and, and I wasn't I don't even know what the spread was, but Yeah, I didn't rush home to watch this game. Yeah, it is it's another line Thursday night football, there's probably only thirty percent of the Thursday night football games that are I feel are even worth watching. If it's a divisional game, uh, or if it's against a game between two potential playoff teams. Otherwise, I mean it's 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 hit or miss. You don't know what's going to happen on a Thursday night. A short week to prepare. You never know. So the coverage looks good. I usually throw it on the TV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, I think they do 4K. It's, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Troy Buck. They, uh, Troy Buck is No, that's there. ESPN. That's oh, no, it's crazy. Uh, Al Michaels. Al Michaels. And, yeah. um, the, Kirk uh, Herb Street. Yeah, I like Kirk. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt. Kirk. 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 Okay. Two Ks. Sounds like I'm saying that right. Kirk. Correct. Okay. Uh, but I think Al Michaels has to go. He's bad. That's that's my take on that. So uh, Diamondbacks versus Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was <laughs> walk off run in the ninth. Great game, and uh, from uh, from my point of view, much better than the football game, which we did not watch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like Trevor Lawrence, but I couldn't bring myself to watch this one. Yeah, I I anticipated that nobody watched this game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's why I wanted to have a little bit more in my coverage. That's it's good we included it in this um Well, we'll discussion. see in the we'll see in the editing. 
I'm getting good at the editing now. So yeah, you are. They sound amazing. <laughs> when was, what was the last one you listened to, Adam? Last season? <laughs> I did listen to uh, part of last week's to get the exact wording of uh, Adam's commentary on Dan's, and it was, I'm not picking this team for the same reasons that Dan inarticulated. <laughs> yes. Did he say that? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Ooh. Well, I'll have you know, I listen to this when I'm in the shower on Saturday mornings, so I hear all of your voices while I'm soaping my entire naked body. All right, let's edit that out. <laughs> First game that we're going to discuss, Detroit Lions. Who? Detroit Ravens. Lions. First game, Detroit Lions at Baltimore Ravens. Damn. Uh, the Lions have only won four road games in the past two seasons combined. They can match that total with a win in Baltimore by leaning on their defense. I'm sorry, by leaning on their improved defense and running the ball. Whereas Baltimore's offense to this point in the season, I think it's still trying to find its identity and they haven't done enough to put teams away when they're playing them. Their second half offensive stats are near the bottom of the league. They are actually 25th in second half points so far this season. Baltimore needs to put the Lions away. If they let the Lions hang around, this is going to be a road victory for the Lions. And I do actually have the Lions covering and possibly outright winning this game. And I can see that as a possibility. Uh, I'm going a different direction. The Ravens are tied for the most sacks in the NFL, so they're going to keep the pressure on Goff. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Lions, I feel. For that reason, I'm going to pick Baltimore. I put the favored team first when I'm writing these notes. And this is one of those games where I guessed wrong and put the Lions first. I don't have any confidence in this one. The Ravens lost to the Colts, who I still can't figure out, and the Steelers. While the Lions have been mostly up against pretty weak teams. My math has the Lions winning by two, but again, that's largely due to the weak teams. Looking at the injury report, I see Jadavian Clowney is having a non-injury related rest. Well, the Lions, Teddy Bridgewater has a knee. So, yeah, I got the Lions. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> well, he, technically, he really does only have one knee. The other one was completely destroyed many years ago. Detroit is 3-0 on the road this year, but back-to-back -back road games is never easy. And Baltimore is just always a tough game, even with the injuries that they have. But until the Ravens receivers prove they can catch the football, this is a run-heavy team, and Detroit is number one in run defense. So I like the Lions not just to cover, but to win this game. Chargers from San Diego at Kansas City. Adam. So it feels like this should be a runaway for Kansas City, but uh, LA has finished all of its games this season within seven points. I'm going to say that the Chiefs are going to cover, but it's not going to be very much. The Chiefs confuse me. There's some kind of stochastic pattern of when they do well versus when they disappoint. Simple math says they should win this game by eight, but there's some sort of higher math needed to discern which week this is, and I just don't have it. So I'm gonna have to fall back on my long-standing and possibly not that accurate belief that the Chargers just aren't very good. The spread is low enough here for me to go with the Chiefs. The Chargers have one of the worst defenses in the league, regardless of total yards per game or total points per game. Kansas City on defense, on the other hand, is near the top in both categories. But what I struggle with in this game is the point spread in the history of these two teams. The average margin of victory between them in the last four games has been four and a half points. 
and that's with the Chargers winning one of those games. So the minus five and a half for the Chiefs. Pause for paper. Page two. So the minus five and a half points for the Chiefs feels too high. I also thought the ten and a half last week against the Broncos was too high, and apparently it wasn't high enough. Fucking Sean Payton, offensive guru, my ass. But I'm going with the Chargers here. Andy Reid has a pretty good track record when he has extra time to prepare for a team. They're coming off a mini-buy after playing last Thursday. I'd like the Chiefs to cover the five-and-a-half spread, mostly because the Chargers have the players, but they're, they are deficient in the coaching. Green Bay at Denver. Aaron. Two weeks ago, I really didn't have confidence the Packers would beat the Raiders. I said my head was picking the Raiders, but I was going with the math and my heart to pick the Packers. And after that loss, I vowed not to make that mistake again. But as Homer Simpson once said, aw, the Denver Broncos. My math has the Packers winning by 11. Even against the Broncos, I don't see them doing that well. But two? Come on, they could beat the Broncos by two. I've got the Packers. So... If Aaron wasn't a Green Bay fan, we would not be covering this game. (laughs) Right? Both of these offenses have similar profiles in the passing game and total points, but Denver has been far better at running the football. What Denver is awful at is everything on the defensive side of the ball. Even after holding the Chiefs to 19 points, they still average 33 points given up per game. And while Green Bay's defense hasn't been world beaters, they don't make the same mistakes the Broncos do. I'll take the Packers in this one. Aaron is returning to the Packers lineup. Yes, that's right. The Packers have Aaron Jones back this week. We need an Aaron Jones. And Russell Wilson is still the Broncos quarterback. (laughs) Packers. So the Packers near the bottom in rushing yards allowed. Love has thrown one touchdown and five interceptions in the last two games. And since this game is going to suck regardless, I figured I would just come up with some fun Green Bay trivia. So who is the last Packers quarterback to throw multiple interceptions in back-to-back games and when? Is it um, Jordan Love? No, it wasn't Jordan Love. You didn't buzz in. I buzzed in. Oh, I thought you were saying you you were just wrong. Sorry. Uh, uh, That's got to be Brett Favre. You would think, but no. No. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Right. That's the obvious one. The, those Teddy are, Bridgewater. Those are the only quarterbacks they've <laughs> had know. in the history. Seems Ooh. like it. Wait. Don Mikowski. Oh, sorry. No. Bart Starr. All right. I'm just going to give it to oh. you. It was Brett Hundley. Oh, yeah. In 2017. Oh, the and Brett Hundley era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that was when. Uh, the second coming R- of Brett. Rodgers probably had something Rodgers had a collarbone. Yeah. yeah, and he was out for the season. I didn't look up the reason that somebody else was playing. Anyhow, uh, the last to throw multiple interceptions in three straight games was Brett Favre in 2005. So Love has a chance to tie a record. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Um, I'm still going to pick the Packers. Why not? <laughs> you said you had fun Green Bay trivia, and that is not fun Green Bay trivia. Fun. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I'm, 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 well, I'm in agreement. It was fun. Seeing as it's the only trivia we've ever had, it qualifies as both the worst and the best. This is there true. you go. So I'm just going to it's the best. <laughs> and the worst. <laughs> Miami at Philadelphia. When I sat down to evaluate this game, I was really placing a large emphasis on toughness. 
which was pointing me towards the Eagles. But the more I look at this game, the more I see it being the Mike McDaniel and the Miami offense coming out party. I'd like the Dolphins to come out quick and take the game to the Eagles, who have struggled to maintain consistency on offense and have a leaky defense. I'm taking Miami. After blowing out the Broncos at home, the Dolphins struggled against a strong defense on the road in a primetime game. Now, coming off another dominant home win over the Panthers, they travel to face a strong defense in Philly in primetime. Do we see a repeat of what happened previously? My thought is if the Dolphins can get their offense going in Philly, I don't think the Eagles have the offense to play keep up. So similar to Paul, if the offense can put points on the board, the Dolphins are going to win. If the Eagles are able to contain them, uh, this is a, a close game with the Eagles winning. But I'm going with Miami. Here. I'm also going to go with Miami. This game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. These are the top two offenses in yards per game with Miami edging out Philadelphia. I think the Dolphins are just going to edge out the Eagles by a small margin. Uh, but it's going to be more than two, so I'm going with the Dolphins. This is another one where I guessed wrong on the favored team. Except against the Bills, the Dolphins have come through for me every week. The Eagles just lost to the Jets, and this does not feel like the game they're going to bounce back. My math says the Dolphins will win by five. Admittedly, that math is pretty wonky because of the 70 points the Dolphins scored mm. against the Broncos, but this is no time to try to correct the many flaws in my mathematical model. I've got the Dolphins. Is that all of us on the Dolphins? Mm-hmm. And Packers. Uh, guaranteed Eagles Guar- win. And Eagles Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. San Francisco at Minnesota. Dan. Can we please have a moment of silence for the Vikings? Oh. Thank you. The 49ers are not happy with how they played last week, and the Vikings are going to bear the brunt of their wrath. This may be the game that sends Kirk Cousins to another team. 49ers. Wait, he's going to the 49ers? No. <laughs> As a <That's> backup? <laughs> yeah. The San Francisco offense, first of all, is amazing with uh, Brock Purdy at the helm. The defense is the best in the league in points allowed per game at 14 and a half. Despite their lackluster performance last week, they shouldn't have any trouble keeping the Vikings in check. San Francisco wins by a touchdown or more in their four covers. Both the undefeated teams were beaten last week, the week after I predicted it, unfortunately. But unlike the Eagles, this is the week for the 49ers to bounce back. They might be without Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, but does Minnesota even have a Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel? I don't know. I haven't had much of a chance to watch the Vikings this season. I think the 49ers win this game, but the injuries worry me. I don't see the maths prediction of the Niners winning by 16 holding up, but I think Brock Purdy can beat Kirk Cousins by seven. I've got the 49ers. Nick Bosa spoke this week about the team forgetting how to come into work the next week after a loss. And when you look at the way they did lose, there certainly was a lot to coach up. What might have been a benefit to the 49ers is the way in which they lost, which saw almost every level of their team exposed in one way or another. Poor coaching, poor quarterback reads, poor offensive line play, poor defensive run play, poor special teams, penalties galore. 
I spoke in a previous episode of if a team wants to beat San Francisco, they will need the 49ers to make mistakes, and it took every single one of those mistakes to occur for the Browns to beat the 49ers. There will be no finger pointing in this locker room, but just a bunch of pissed off leaders who know what excellence looks like, and if the 49ers are who I believe they are, Minnesota is going to have a rough time. I'm taking the 49ers. So that's another one where uh, Vikings are going to somehow win? Mm-hmm. No. 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 Let's run down the card really quick. Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorites against Atlanta. I have Atlanta. Uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Atlanta. Buccaneers. Las Vegas, three and a half point favorites at Chicago. I begrudgingly take the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders and the Farva quarterback. Raiders. Going on a limb with Bears. Cleveland, two and a half point favorites at Indianapolis. I'm taking the Colts. I'm going with the Browns. I don't think Gardner Minshew has the uh, juice to overcome that defense. Browns. Browns. Baltimore, two and a half point favorites versus Detroit. I took the Lions. As previously stated, the Lions. Ravens. Lions. Buffalo, eight and a half point favorites at New England. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm going with Bills also, but with the caveat that, uh, gosh, for some reason, I just feel like uh, Bill Belichick might dial up some sort of defense that that keeps us close. But still, he's taking the Bills. He's been trying the last six games. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm also going with the Bills. Bills. Washington, two and a half point favorites at the New York Giants. I'm taking Washington. I'm going with the New York football Giants. I'm going with the Commanders. Commanders. Seattle, seven and a half point favorites versus Arizona. I've selected Seattle. I am also on the Seahawks. Every time I select Seattle, they never cover, so I'm not selecting them. I'm going with the Cardinals. Seahawks. Los Angeles Rams, three and a half point favorites versus Pittsburgh. I went with the Rams. Going with the Steelers here. Steelers. Home team advantage, Rams. Kansas City, five and a half point favorites versus the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. Chefs. Chiefs. Chiefs. Green Bay, one and a half point favorite at Denver. Green Bay. Game of the week. Packers. Packers. Packers, woo. Philadelphia, one and a half point favorite versus Miami. I have taken Miami. Dolphins. Also the Dolphins. Dolphins. And San Francisco, six and a half point favorites at Minnesota. I'm sticking with my Niners. My beloved 49ers will prevail. San Francisco. Niners. All right, that's the episode, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Be safe.